Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I love that line. It's actually good evening. From the dark night, it is I, your host, Capo, back with the Simple Sports Podcast, episode number four. Man, week one, opening Sunday. It came and it went really quick, and it's over. It was fun. I sat here and watched every single game. I had all the games on at the one o'clock window. Went out on the grill, watched the other games on Red Zone, and then came back and watched the Cowboys last night in the Rams. And man, it was it was a fun time. And we got even more tonight. Two more games with the Titans and Broncos, Steelers and Giants. Cannot wait. We, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on in the episode. But first, I want to talk about what we saw yesterday. It's overreaction Monday. Everyone's gone crazy. Nick Wright on First Things First today has already written off Tom Brady and the Bucks. We'll talk about them. Uh, let's see who else. Shannon Sharp also. He didn't write him off, but he was he was on him hard. Uh, a lot of people talking about Tom Brady this morning. A lot of people talking about the 49ers and who else? I mean, everyone, basically. The Cowboys. I'm going to put it all in perspective, make it really, really simple for you. That's what we're here for. It's a simple sports podcast. So we're going to make it all simple. Overreaction Monday. A few things we're going to do. Sharp or not sharp. Shannon Sharp, one of my favorite people of all time. He's the reason I started playing football way, 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 way back in the day when I first saw him in that orange jersey with the Broncos. I was like, man, who is that guy? I started playing tight end in, in, in high school, or, well, before high school. And uh, yeah, whatever. So we're going to do a segment, Sharp or Not Sharp. Basically, it's our pick review, right? I, I made some picks last week or last episode. We'll talk about those picks. What teams were sharp, what guys were not sharp, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll talk about the things that we like on Sunday. Again, it's week one. I am not reacting really to anything. There's a few things that made me tick my eyebrow up a little bit and go, hmm. And we'll talk about those as well, uh, the things that we didn't like. But first, sharp or not sharp, let's talk about these picks that we made and uh, how we did. All right, so Patriots minus six at home versus the Dolphins. We got that. Um, Cam Newton, 15 carries. Um, that's a lot. And he took some some pretty good shots. Uh, listen, he's a big dude. He's a massive dude. Um, the defensive end playing quarterback. There's no question about that. But he is still... A quarterback and you don't want your quarterback taking that many hits um, and just rushing 15 times in general um, for a quarter I mean that's 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 running back numbers uh, now listen do I think he's gonna run 15 times a game no probably not uh, I don't think the Patriots are that dumb in fact I know they're not that dumb um, but they did play the Dolphins who I don't think are very, are very good Ryan Fitzpatrick had a Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of day I actually thought we might see two or yesterday that's how bad it started um, it probably won't be long before we see Tua, um, but you know, it is what it is. So maybe that was just in the game plan yesterday for the Dolphins, and and we'll see um, going into next week. But 15 carries is a lot. Nevertheless, we get the win there. Patriots minus six and a half. The Browns, they left the Brown left <laughs> yesterday on the field, uh, plus seven and a half at Baltimore. It was just ugly. It was ugly. Um, once again, not overreacting to anything, really everything I saw yesterday, all it started doing, like, it's like when you open up a puzzle 
and you just pour the bot or pour the pieces on the table. That's basically what happened yesterday. Nothing got put into place really. There were a few things. There were some edge pieces, right? We're like, okay, that's clearly a corner piece. We'll set that over there, like the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, but most of it is still unsettled. So listen, everything I'm saying is simply what we saw. No overreactions. But nevertheless, the Browns looked pathetic yesterday. Um, so they got to turn that around quick. Unfortunately, no preseason. And guys, I know not everyone's a fan of the preseason, but this is why football especially needs a preseason. It is the most choreographed of all the sports, right? Basketball, you got plays, but it's a lot of feel, right? It's a lot of reaction. Um, same thing with a sport like uh, like soccer or something like that. Like there are sets, there's schemes and whatnot, but it's a lot of feel in soccer. There's not there's some feel in football, um, but it's a lot of choreographed. Um, and and yesterday it was ugly for some teams. The Browns were one of them. We took them at plus seven and a half. I thought maybe um, they would come out a little bit stronger, but. They looked like the Browns of old yesterday, and uh, that's going to have to pick up. Uh, the Bills, minus six and a half at home versus the Jets. This was a no-brainer to me. The Jets are a dumpster fire. Um, this, to me, was the slam dunk of the week easily. I know six and a half, even for a Bills-Jets game. Some may look at that and say that's quite a few points to cover um, for a divisional game. The Jets are absolutely trash. And uh, it showed yesterday, even in game number one, um, they looked lost. So, Bills look great. It is against the Jets, so I'm not, you know, again, put, not putting much stock into anything that I saw yesterday. Didn't really have anything to take note of in that game, so um, easy one there. Panthers, plus three in the home, plus, plus three at home, excuse me. Uh, this one was looking good for a minute. Um, I did, I liked the, the Panthers defense yesterday in DraftKings. That was a mistake. Um, I didn't pick them as my only team, uh, my only lineup. I do a ton of different lineups and, uh, they weren't the only team, but I did have them in quite a few. They let me down there. Uh, but they are about what I expected. Uh, you go check the power rankings. I said, they're going to be offensively. They'll be okay. Um, they're not going to be explosive like a chiefs or anything like that, but they'll be okay. They'll be able to score points. Um, but defensively is where the questions are and, they're still there. Obviously, they had an overhaul um, in the offseason with the draft and whatnot. But they had it in the bag, and they fumbled it. Um, and the reason they fumbled it was defense. Defense. I mean, even down to the end, they go down and take the lead. And then, uh, I mean, at that point, I thought we were in the, in the clear. I didn't think the Raiders were going to be able to pull that off. But uh, hats off to John Gruden. Hats off to Derek Carr. They were able to get the win. We lost the bet there. Panthers plus three at home. Unfortunate, but it is what it is. Seahawks minus two and a half at Atlanta. This was a semi-slam dunk to me. The only reason I wouldn't put this above the Bills as far as um, my level of confidence is because Atlanta can score a lot of points, um, but they just got rolled yesterday. Russell Wilson was spectacular. Um, first, first line in the MVP story for this year was yesterday for Russell Wilson. Um, there were a few other guys that, you know, put their name in the hat. Aaron Rodgers had a really good day, um, and so on. But, um, Russell Wilson had a phenomenal day. Um, Matt Ryan, he did what he does. I got him in fantasy for this very reason. Um, they're probably going to lose a lot of games because their defense is horrendous. And he'll be able to, to play a stat 
stat pads for like Matt Stafford up in Detroit, as the great Rob Parker would say. Um, I let me see. Stat Ryan, that 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 doesn't work. Matt Stat, Stat Matt, something like that. Um, he boy, his fantasy number. He gave me like thirty-seven points yesterday. Calvin really gave me like thirty-seven points as well. Um, but that's because they're behind by a lot, and they're probably going to be behind by a lot, a lot this year. So, Eagles. I took the Eagles at minus five and a half. I was in line to hit a big parlay yesterday with the Eagles and man did they wet the bed now I must say Washington's defense holy moly Chase Young holy moly uh that dude is incredible um the defense is incredible they're going to be a force if they can figure out some things offensively um they got off to a really slow start again week one game one um but if they can figure some things out offensively man that you know, year two for Dwayne Haskins. We've seen year two quarterbacks recently pop off. Patrick Mahomes, year two, popped off. Lamar Jackson, year two, popped off. So maybe a lot of people are on Drew Locke. Maybe it's Dwayne Haskins. Um, he had a pretty decent day. Listen, it, it, it was ugly overall, just as a game. It was a kind of ugly game. Um, but they got it pulled out. I, I lost the bet, minus five and a half. And I was very impressed with Washington's defense. The Eagles' offensive line got absolutely mollywopped yesterday by by Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and the rest of those guys. Like, they got after him. Eight sacks on Wentz. The problem that I have <clears throat> with Carson Wentz and the Eagles there, Doug Peterson, yes, they had a ton of injuries. Jason Peters, um, not even supposed to be there. Then he's in the wrong position. Now he's in even a different position that he's not supposed to be in. They didn't want him there. They re-signed him because they had some injuries. Lane Johnson's out. Uh, I forget the other guy's name. That the whole re- the whole reason that Jason Peters was brought back to begin with the guy that he replaced. He's out. All this stuff. But you got to get a 17 point lead. You got to get that home. You got to get that home. And I was disappointed in Wentz and the Eagles. Um, 17 point lead and it was erased. And and not not a whole lot of time. Speaking of a 17 point lead being a race and not a whole lot of time, the Bears plus three at Detroit. We took the Bears here. I love the Bears um, at Detroit, not because I love the Bears, but because I think the Detroit Lions are as much of a dumpster fire um, as the Jets are, just with the better quarterback. And uh, <laughs> they looked like it yesterday. 17 point lead. Everyone's all right about the Lions. A lot of people picked the Lions yesterday. Uh, because they were going against the Bears and Mr. Biskey. And just the fourth team since 2006, 14 years, to blow a 17-point lead entering the fourth quarter. Fourth team in 14 years to blow a 17-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. In one quarter, you gave up a 17-point lead. You're one of four teams in 14 years to do so, Detroit. Congrats, Matt Patricia. Congrats. You are on the hot seat right alongside one uh, Adam Gase. Um, And probably not too long behind him will be a Bill O'Brien because they're going to get smashed next week as well. Um, The Colts, boy, they cost me some money yesterday too. Um, And I didn't, I don't even like the Colts, but I like the Jags even less. And so I bet on the Colts to win to cover plus, um, 
or it was a minus minus eight. I got it at. Ugh, Philip Rivers, man, they thought Tom Brady looked old, boy, and just in in Philip Rivers fashion, end of the game, late pick, throws it away. Congrats, Philip Rivers, you did yourself one better. You did it in a Colts uniform, one of the teams that you couldn't beat when you were a Charger. So there you go. Philip Rivers. It was pretty bittersweet though because there was a there was a small part of me that was concerned that the Colts roster was was good enough that Philip Rivers would be able to guide them into a pretty decent season. Uh, again, week one, game one, so I'm not going to overreact here, but I was I was uh, pleasantly pleased. Um, and both sad that the Colts lost because they, they cost me some money, but also happy because hopefully the Titans won't have to compete with anyone in their division and they can just walk right into the playoffs. That'd be lovely. Uh, Vikings minus two and a half at home versus the Packers. I was not shocked that the Vikings got smoked yesterday. Um, I don't think they're very good, which is contradictory to my pick because I picked them to win the division the problem is i picked them to win the division because i didn't think the packers would be very good either um and so i picked the vikings yesterday minus two and a half i figured they could get a field goal on the packers for sure and uh no not the case got boat race um right out of the right off the field aaron Rodgers looked phenomenal um my marquez valdez scantling that's try saying that a few times i can't um, looked pretty good. Devontae Adams, of course, looked really good. Um, Packers as a whole looked good. Maybe the Vikings aren't as good as I thought they were. I'm, I'm not ready to say the Packers are better than I thought they were. Um, but again, it's week one, so we'll see how things continue on. Um, but cannot hate. They looked fantastic yesterday. Um, the car, or excuse me, the Bengals at the Chargers. Yes. Joe Burrow plus three. Um, I personally got the best of both worlds for myself because Burrow, I thought looked great yesterday, aside from the fact that he fumbled the win away, almost literally. I mean, he basically just gave the ball to Melvin Ingram, not that he's a rookie trying to make a play, doing too much is what it is. Um, he'll learn from that. He won't do that again. Uh, I can bet on that. Um, otherwise came out a little shaky, got hit a few times, but what I loved about what we saw yesterday from Joe Burrow is he did not back down, did not lay down. They should have won the game or at the very least sent it in overtime, but the kicker, uh, he bingled them. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because the guy got hurt, but um, man, it just, it was a great game. And then just to have it in like that sucks, especially for Joe Burrow, because like, dude, he, he got the crap beat out of him all day. And then he made some plays, and he made some some really good plays, made some great throws, um, had the touchdown run, and then just to have it snatched away from you like that by the kicker, uh, boy, rough. Um, Chargers tried to give him the win, first of all. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, listen, he's a great guy, decent quarterback. It's not, I mean, he's not even Phillip Rivers, for God's sake, let alone, you know, someone better. Um, so that didn't help the Chargers. Derwin James out. Still had some great defender. I mean, you're going up against Bosa. You're going up against Melvin Ingram. You got Hayward outside at corner. Really good. They Both their corners are really good. 
he he played well. I mean, listen, stat line's not great, um, but just you know, you can't go by the stats line. The stat line, you got to watch the games. You got to watch the film. He looked pretty good to me. Uh, cannot complain. Um, I think he was a little bit. I don't want to say rattled in the first half, but you know, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback in his first NFL game, and he doesn't get any off season or preseason. He's straight into the fire. So, I can only imagine he was a little bit, a little bit shaken, but. He got settled in, and uh, and I thought he looked pretty good. The Cardinals, plus seven at the 49ers. Um, I love this game, picked this game, bet this game, and won this game. Kyler hung in against the NFC champs. Looked, looked solid. Um, vent- eventually took the game over. Uh, he And he is just electric. You can watch him. And, and he is, I mean, he's a little firework show. He really is. Um, D-Hop incredible they they rubbed it in the Texans face and I loved every single second of it I loved every single second of it he had a big day made some big catches for Kyler um but what I love the most and why I love D hop to the Cardinals so much is because they have Larry Fitzgerald Larry Fitzgerald didn't have you know didn't have a outstanding you know he didn't have a DeAndre Hopkins type day but you could see the leadership that he provides I can't remember if it was at the end of the half or maybe it was the end of the game. It actually might have been. I'm not 100% sure, but the play where he goes over, grabs the ball, hands it to the refs, is sprinting around, they go to spike it. That's called leadership. That's when you are, listen, Larry Fitzgerald is not what he used to be. Uh, Newsflash, anyone that's not been watching football. He's not the Larry Fitzgerald from 8, 10 years ago. Just not. He's older. We get it. But he can still be of service to his team. And that's what he is. And that gesture is just one of the many examples as to why he is such. Um, They're trying to move the ball. They're trying to get around. They're trying to sprint up and down the field, get a score. And they need as much time as they can. He doesn't make the catch on the play, but he's trailing it. He's trailing it. As soon as that play is blown dead, he grabs the ball, sprints it off to the hats, tosses it to the ref, and gets lined up in the spot for them to spike it. That's leadership. It's, it's not a big thing, obviously. But those are the little things that you learn. D-Hop saw that. Everyone saw that. And I'm sure the coaching staff saw that and will point it out on film and whatever else. Not that they need to, because I'm sure that's not the first time he's done something like that as Larry Fitzgerald. Um, but just a great example of a great leader in football. Um, one of my favorite receivers, one of my favorite guys to watch. The Bucks at New Orleans. Big opening day game. Tough opening day game for the Bucks, and it turned out to be tough. Um, didn't look in sync. Um, a lot of people killing Brady say they look old. Listen, I thought he looked old on some plays. Um, this is where the biggest overreactions are happening today, as you would probably imagine. Um, listen, Tom Brady looked 43 because he is 43. He looked 42 last year because he's 42. Uh, so... I'm not too worried about the way he looked physically because we saw, given protection, guys on the same page, he can still make those throws. And he made some good ones. And he dropped them out of the heavens a few times. A couple of them got dropped, uh, etc. But he made some good throws. So I'm not out on the Bucks. Yesterday doesn't matter to me one iota, really for mostly anyone. Um Again, Brady looked 43 at times, but he made some good throws. What concerned me the most were the penalties. They were the most penalized team last year. Picked right back up where they left off. 
Um, and then the miscommunication, that's just chemistry. That's stuff that's just going to take time. Those were to be expected to be some mix, some miscues. You just hope that they weren't going to lead to turnovers and points for the other team. Unfortunately, for this in this case, they played a really good team in the Saints, and those things do lead to those for the Saints. So they got in the hole early. Um, I thought there were some some positive moments, a lot of things to work on, obviously, but a lot of positive moments. So those are the picks from yesterday. Not oh, Cowboys and Rams. Almost forgot. Um, listen, I'll make it short because Cowboys are what that what I thought they are. They're you know they're a good team. They're not a great team. They'll beat some bad teams. They're not going to be able to beat the really good teams. And that's because they have Dak Prescott at quarterback and a bad defense. That simple. Now, Alden Smith, boy, looked really good. In fact, it was bittersweet, I think, for the Cowboys because he looked better than the guy that's been on their team that they're paying millions of dollars in Demarcus Lawrence. And he hadn't played football in five years. Um, that's that's not good. <laughs> uh, so... They got some work to do on defense. We knew that coming into the season. I love Diggs, the corner. Um, got beat a few times. One time he got beat, they made a ridiculous throw. Jared Goff did. Um, he was in great position. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good player. I like him. I like Alden Smith as a player. Uh, again, hadn't played in five years. Looked better than the guy they've, that they've paid millions of dollars to. Zeke looked like he was back to old form. Mari Cooper looked like a number two receiver because that's what he is. Uh, CD Lamb, I like. I didn't realize how small he was. I mean, you know, he looks a little thin. Um, you saw that last year, but I didn't realize he was. I mean, he looks tiny to me. Um, just looking at him on tape, but he's a rookie. Um, it just that's one of the things that just kind of stood out visually. Uh, no Blake Jarwin, likely gone for the season. So that's that sucks for the for the Cowboys. I think he's going to be a big help for them. But listen. The Cowboys are who they are. They're an average team. They'll beat some bad teams. They'll have one or two good games against against a really good team that they'll show up and make some plays. But for the most part, they don't beat good teams. And that's who the Cowboys are. So we'll leave them there. I do quickly want to talk about the showdown. Or excuse me, not the showdown, but the DraftKings lineup I submitted or, or gave you some options. Not a not not a great list. Um, had a few few guys on there. McCaffrey had an okay day. It wasn't like a typical McCaffrey day, but he had a pretty good day. Uh, Tariq Cohen and Kendrick Bourne was a no show. Sean Jackson they got boat raced by the. I mean they got shut out by the Redskins in the second half. So uh, nothing there. DK Metcalf came alive at the end, but it wasn't a spectacular day. OJ Howard had a few catches, a touchdown, but nothing to sneeze at. Nick Chubb nothing. Um, the Panthers defense. Not, so we got next to nothing from that team. Um, not a very good team. Listen, it's week one. Um, it's pure speculation. I had a few teams that I did pretty well with. I did have a team with uh, Josh Allen and, and Diggs. So that turned out to be well. I made a team with Cam Newton as well. Um, so we had some good some good turnout overall. But as, as things get a little bit clearer and a little bit less hazy as we move throughout the season, of course, uh, these teams would be better. We did great on the picks. We let me see. We missed one, two, three, four, five. So we did okay on the picks. Um, it's about split six. Yeah, so that's not bad. Uh, it was about fifty-fifty on the picks. It's week one. That's about what you're going to get. 
Um, it's a pure guessing game, really. But as things start to progress, um, we'll we'll pick that up. I do want to talk about tonight's showdown, though. Um, we got two of them: Giants, Steelers, and the Titans at the Broncos. And so we'll talk about that coming up. All right. So tonight we got the Titans minus two and a half at Denver, and we got the Giants plus six at home versus the Steelers. Let's talk about the Giants Steelers first. Uh, DraftKings showdown tonight, of course. I love DraftKings. I love the showdown, especially. It's a little bit easier to manage. Just you know, you're picking basically the best players in the game. Um, who do you think is going to have a big day? Uh, and so tonight, that's what we're going to do. Uh, we may even do. I may do like a, a a traditional lineup or a traditional contest tonight, just because there's four teams available. Um, so you can you can do a pretty decent team with that. I mean, you know who you got. Um, it's like an extended showdown. But anyway, Giants and Steelers. Um, Giants plus six at home. First of all, I like the Giants at plus six. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, but I'm not a believer in the Steelers. And I think the Giants are going to have a pretty decent year. I don't think they're... I, I don't hesitate to say that they may make the playoffs, especially after seeing what we saw from the Cowboys and Eagles. Um, if they're going to be that for the year, um, and the Redskins may even turn out to be the best team in that division, uh, that, that based on what we saw yesterday, doesn't even sound crazy. Um, then yeah, I, I think the Giants are going to have a pretty good year, a uh, pretty decent year. So start with some value here, right? Chase, Chase Claypool of the Steelers got some praise from big Ben in the off season. Um, he is the wide receiver number three. Uh, or I should say at least in competition with James Washington. And that's what makes this tough. What doesn't make it tough, though, is the price. Um, as the WR3 for the Steelers between Washington and Claypool, Washington is at 4.6 thousand um, on DraftKings, whereas Claypool is 1.8. Uh, if you're looking to make a captain's play, a uh, ridiculous play, I would think, but a captain's play nonetheless, you could go with Claypool at captain for 2.7. And then you could really load up your team on the back end and just hope that Claypool does indeed have a big night. That's something you could do. Same thing with James Washington, although we've seen more of him. Well, we've seen him. We haven't seen Claypool at all. Um, but, you know, Washington is what he is. He's a nice deep threat, but that's about it, really. Um, Steelers defense also is another play you can make at captain. Um, if you don't think the Giants are going to be very good, then go for it. They had a great defense last year. Um, that's another cheap play you can make at captain. You get some free points to start with, and you just hope that they can hang on, if not capitalize, and, and add to that point total um, as the captain. So if you don't buy the Giants, that's a play you can make. Um, then that obviously means you're going to load up on Steelers players. You're still going to have to pick someone from the Steelers. And so one of your must-owns, comes from the Giants, that would be Saquon Barkley. Even if you pick the Steelers defense as your captain, yes, you must pick Saquon Barkley. Why? Volume. Duh. Uh, so, Saquon Barkley is a must-own. I would also say that Big Ben is a must-own. I don't think the Giants defense is going to get um, destroyed tonight. Or, excuse me, the Steelers defense is going to get destroyed tonight. But I do think the Giants are going to score some points. I think Barkley is going to be the reason that that's the case, as well as Darius Slayton. Um, but Big Ben as well is a must-own. Barkley and Big Ben are must-owns for this showdown. So if you don't have the two of them on your team, you're doing something wrong, okay? Um, another one, 
Although I, I wouldn't quite say he's a must own. I would just say he's highly recommended. That would be Eric Ebron. Um, great receiving tight end. Um, he'll get more snaps because he's been working on the blocking. They're going to run the football in Pittsburgh, obviously. But Big Ben loves the tight end. We saw uh, Zach McDonald. We saw, or Vance McDonald, I should say. We saw Jesse James even. Uh, both of them got, got good play at the tight end position from Big Ben. So I would expect Eric Ebron to be pretty highly owned. Um, but if you want to make a play of him, that is another one. One that I would avoid at all costs. I know it may sound or seem a little tasty to play, but Deion Lewis of the Giants is a receiving back. He was in Tennessee. He was in New England. He's a good receiving back. Um, but they got Saquon Barkley for that. Don't play him. Some people may consider that. Um, if anyone out there is looking for a value running back in this showdown, don't pick Deion Lewis. Um, if you're going to pick a running back from the Giants, and you should, obviously, you should be picking Saquon Barkley. All right, and finally, the Titans, minus two and a half at Denver. Start with some value here as well. K.J. Hamler, far, far, far too cheap with Sutton being a game-time decision. Um, so this is for, I mean, you're going to have to build your lineup at the last minute here. But Sutton is a game-time decision. If he does not go, $200 for KJ Hamler is just way too cheap to not play. It's 200 bucks. You can absolutely load your team up with the best players in this. If you, if Sutton's out, um, you can pick up KJ Hamler. Now, Jerry Judy, no offense. They're going to get all the volume from that side. Um, and then you got Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. So uh, they're going to get all the volume. But if Sutton is out, you got Patrick, you got um, Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, and then KJ Hamler. Um, if Hamler and Sutton are both out, um, because it's potential that they both miss, uh, obviously Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick would be the play there. 4.6 thousand total for the both of them. So really good value there for two guys. And then again, you can load up the rest of your team uh, with superstars uh, across the board. You can get a Derrick Henry and you can get I don't know if you want to get Drew Locke and Ryan Tannehill. You could probably pull that off. I don't know exact prices on those guys. Um, but uh, they're going to be opposite Noah Fant and Jerry Judy, Sean Hamilton and Tim Patrick. And um, that's going to be it for the Broncos. So uh, another play you could make to, to counter both of those is a Titans defense at the captain's pick. Um, with all those injuries, it's very possible that the Broncos come out and look flat. And not to mention... Uh, the Titans have a good defense. It's not like they're just some trash defense that you're just happening to, to run up against someone with injuries. No, they have a good defense. Um, in case you were under a rock, they were in the AFC Championship game. Um, yes, they lost Jarrell Casey, but Jadavion Clowney, Jeffrey Simmons now, a couple games under his belt after the injury last year coming off, and now this year coming in freshly healthy alongside Jadavion Clowney, alongside uh, Harold Landry. Dory Jackson is out, um, but their backup corner is okay. And, again, the rest of their secondary I think is pretty good. Their defense as a whole is pretty good. And I think their pass rush with the addition of Jadavian Clowney, my goodness, I think their pass rush with the addition of Jadavian Clowney is going to pick up quite significantly. Keep an eye on this. 
I've said it on the last podcast. I'll say it again. Keep an eye on the Titans, Dean Pease, lining up Jadavian Clowney next to, alongside Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry on the backside. Um, they did this a lot with J.J. Watt and Clowney. Now, I'm not saying Jeffrey, Shim- Jeffrey Simmons is J.J. Watt, but the concept is the same. He's a big, bruising guy. He can push forward. Um, and between him and Clowney, you can create one-on-ones if you pair those two guys up. So just keep an eye on that. Um, must owns, obviously, Derrick Henry. You just have to. Um, he's, he's going to be highly owned, of course, uh, but you need points, okay? And uh, if everyone's going to have Derrick Henry, he's the one guy on Tennessee, you know he's going to get volume, 100%. Um, so if everyone else is going to have 50 points from one guy, you're going to need that same guy to give you 50 points. Derrick Henry is a must-own. Um, is he a captain's pick? Depends on how much of the advice above I gave you that you want to listen to. Um, you know, those value plays could help, Tim. I mean, if you play KJ Hamler at 200 bucks, yeah, you can put Derrick Henry as your captain because you got extreme value at one of your other plays. So you can do something like that. Um, same thing with Hamilton and Patrick. You can do the same thing. You may not be able to go full superstar everywhere else, but um, I, I just based off the prices of those guys, I, I would imagine you should be able to pull off some, some pretty good teams. So going Henry at captain would... Leaves your average player at 6.5 thousand, which, you know, you can get some pretty good. I mean, you can still get Noah Fant and Jerry Judy for that price. Um, but are you going to be able to get the quarterbacks? Um, are you, you know, will you be able to stack those guys uh, with their quarterbacks? So Derrick Henry at captain is a tricky play if you are willing to bet on the value picks. Otherwise, uh, he doesn't have to be your captain. He's going to get more than enough points either way. Um but he's a must-own no matter what. I would also say uh, A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith, must-owns. Especially A.J. Brown. I would also throw in Jonu Smith just because um, they're going to get the volume of the of the passes that Ryan Tannehill throws. Um, I don't expect Tannehill to come out and throw it 45 times. Uh, but, you know, the 25 to 30 or so-ish that he does throw it, um, they're going to be the guys that he goes to. Uh, must avoid. Adam Humphreys, must avoid Curry, Corey Davis. Um, they may get a touchdown in a couple of catches just based off the scheme and whatnot, but, you know, it's too much of a gamble for, you know, for this, especially when A.J. Brown's available, Jonathan Smith is available. Um, so those are must avoids. Oh, also, I would also say Noah Fant is a must own. Um Again, especially if Sutton's out, and especially, especially if him and Hamler are out, then Noah Fant's going to eat. I mean, he's going to have to because, uh, you know, between him and Judy, that's going to be all that they have. So um, those guys are must-owns. Those are all the picks for DraftKings. And that is all I got for this episode of the Simple Sports Podcast. I'm just pumped that football is back. Cannot wait for the games tonight. I'll be watching them both. I'll be betting on them both. Um, And I'll see you guys on Thursday. We'll be talking about week number two and our reactions to the game tonight. All that good stuff. Some predictions, more picks, more DraftKings, more all that stuff. It's been your boy Kapo. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.